If you're in construction, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Constructed Behaviors Podcast. I'm your host, Barb Allen. I'm a woman with decades of experience in the construction industry, and most of it on the job site. I know how rewarding this industry can be, but like you, I also know that we could improve. Let's work together to make changes from the inside out. I want you to think back to the most challenging project that you've built in your career. For me, it was a project at the MD Anderson headquarters in Houston, Texas. During the flood of Allison, they took on a lot of damage because their mechanical systems were in the basement. So they'd received money from FEMA to build a building to house this mechanical equipment. (laughs) But where this building was going to be located was in the middle of four buildings that backed up to each other. When I arrived on site, this was what was an open air courtyard for patients, staff, and guests to enjoy lunch or tranquility. And we were gonna take that away and build, I believe it was a two-story building in the middle. So we had four exterior walls with fresh air intakes, yet I needed to have equipment to set 30-foot columns. I needed to figure out how to reduce noise as much as possible because we're surrounded by patients who were literally fighting for their lives. And then there was the challenge of the doctors. I know some doctors in my life that I really like. There are a lot of other doctors that, man, they just think the world should revolve around them. They honestly wanted us, some of them, wanted us to work at night so that they could think better during the day. Forgetting the fact that the patients who are fighting for their lives We're trying to sleep at night. But anyway, dealing with the doctors is what brings me to what I truly feel is the hardest thing that we build in the construction industry. And that's relationships. And our industry is built on relationships. Some are easy. Some are hard. The easy ones are awesome. These are people that think like we think. They act how we expect them to act. They are predictable. We can count on them. And some are hard. I don't know about you, but I definitely have had a client. Okay, I'm lying. I've had two clients that made my life miserable. Surely you've had a client that was difficult. Or what about a boss? A boss that was never happy, no matter what you did, even if you did exactly what they asked you to do, they were still not happy. Or what about one of your coworkers that just is never a team player, or they're always taking credit, or they're not interested unless it was their idea? Or even the person that works for you that you feel like never listens or doesn't follow instructions. We all have these hard 
people in our lives? Why, when we are capable of building multi-million dollar projects, are relationships so hard? In construction, especially in the field, on job sites, the differences between the people working side by side is greater than in most industries. Think about ages, for example. There's such a large spectrum of ages on job sites. You can have the person who recently graduated from high school all the way up to 65 plus working side by side. I mean, come on, we all know how boomers feel about millennials and vice versa. Generational differences can make it hard and they're working side by side. You also have a variety of wage rates, especially if it's a dual gate job. If you've got a union and non-union crews working on the project, you can have a person working for $8 an hour, working right next to someone who's making $35 or $40 an hour, if not more. That creates differences in socioeconomic areas. Union and non-union alone creates differences or, or difficulties on projects. What about a disparity in status? In the field, you could literally have a day laborer working right next to a business owner. Let's say you've got a, a, a small plumbing company and the business owner is down a person for the day and they come out in the field to help make sure it gets done. And they're working right next to a day laborer. Disparity in statuses like that has varying priorities. One's there to get a check and one's there to protect their reputation. You've also got differing skill levels working side by side. Apprentices working with journeymen. People who've just started versus people who've been doing it for decades. And in the field, you even have various education status. You've got people on site like myself that have college degrees, yet little to no field training when I started. You've got people with apprenticeship training who've worked their way up through the trenches. And then you've got the people that just started in the trenches, the school of hard knocks. All of these people, all of the differences in these people, they're all working side by side. We are trained, literally trained to build buildings or erect bridges or lay infrastructure. We are physically, mentally trained to do that work. But rarely are we trained or educated to build relationships or what's also called the soft skills. Instead, it's a sink or swim mentality when it comes to people building. In my opinion, relationships are the most important thing that we build and what can affect our jobs the most. Now, if you're someone who's blessed with the physical attributes that naturally command respect and authority on a job site, Lucky you. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that for you, it may have taken you later in, later in life, later in your career is when you maybe started to realize how important relationships were. 
Because from an early onset of your career, you were able to walk into a room and say, hey, I need you to go do this. And somebody got up and went and did it because you look like someone who's supposed to be in charge. But for me, <laughs> that wasn't the case. I didn't have a choice but to figure out how important relationships were. Because at 22 years old, graduating from college, I'm five foot five and a half. 110 pounds, female, with a high-pitched voice, which was higher than it is today. I did not naturally command any room I walked into. Throw in that I was introverted and shy, my odds for success in this industry were slim to none in 1996. I had to leverage relationships to get things done. Now, I want to be clear, leveraging relationships doesn't mean using people. It means getting to know people and creating mutually beneficial relationships. And I know it can be frustrating. At times, we think we shouldn't have to put this much effort or work into a relationship with someone that we work with, or especially if they report to us. And instead, we think that they should just adapt to my style. But I can say without hesitation that learning to work with people as individuals is what brought me the most success in my career. Developing respectful, mutually beneficial relationships with the people that I found to be difficult, or even the people that were rumored to be difficult, that's what became the key to my success. And I began to really enjoy it. I loved figuring out what made people tick. I remember we were handed a particular college campus. Was it a college? Yeah, it was a college campus project in um, South Side of Houston, Texas. And I was told when I arrived on site that the person that worked there that was in charge of all of their maintenance facilities for the campus was really difficult to work with. And there was nothing you could do to please him. And as soon as I heard that, I said, all right, he's mine. I will figure him out. I will win him over. And I did. I enjoyed it. I enjoy figuring out what is it that makes them so difficult? What have they been burnt on before that I need to make sure we don't burn them on this time? How do I make sure that they know that their interests are as important to me as my own interests? Think about it. Think about your little old grandma. And I'm saying this, hoping that you had just an amazing little old nice grandma. Uh, if you didn't, imagine one of those. Think about a little old grandma who thinks everyone is nice. Oh, he's such a nice boy, right? Every time she says that, you take it with a grain of salt because she thinks everyone is nice, right? But think about the grumpy guy on site, the really difficult person, whether it's the client or a um, someone in the public. I mean, in our lives, in our construction lives, how many times is it someone in the public that is making our lives miserable? because they don't like that the construction is happening around them, right? 
But when others start to notice that you have the attention and the respect of that difficult person and they hear him or her giving compliments about you, that, my friends, is what MasterCard, MasterCard calls priceless. That is clout and that is a ticket that you get to use with the people who see that relationship. In the next episode, Elliot Vigil, whom I'm going to call the king of salesmanship, he and I are going to talk about ways to effectively communicate. But for this episode, I want to provide a bit of encouragement for those relationships that start off really rocky, particularly because of a conscious or unconscious bias that someone may have about you. As a woman, particularly as a female superintendent, I faced more than my fair share of being mistaken for the safety girl or the boss's daughter. Many times I was asked how I got this job or whom I'm related to or asked, is there someone else I can talk to after they found out I was the superintendent? Many times I was even told, no thanks, I'm looking for the superintendent when they walked into my trailer and I asked if I could help them. The words of encouragement I have are that my experience has been that the people that wrongfully misjudge you from the beginning become your strongest allies when you allow them to passively see what you're capable of. It may take two days, it may take two weeks, it may take two months. But there's something about when someone realizes that they have judged you wrongly because of a bias that they held. And I'm not going to pretend to believe that they realize they had the bias, but they realize they've misjudged you that makes them such a strong ally and advocate for you. But I want to reiterate that passivity, 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 that's how you say it. Passivity was the key, for me at least. Beating them over the head to make it crystal crystal clear that I was in charge. I was the superintendent. I got here on my own. I know what the F I'm doing. Never worked. Always backfired. That's why... I encourage passivity, passivity. I don't know why I can't say that word. My foreman would ask me, why don't you correct him and tell him you're the superintendent? And my answer, it's more impactful when they hear it from you, a man, or they realize it on their own. One of my favorite clients started out this way. In our first meeting, he actually got out of his chair and stood behind me at the conference table trying to intimidate me so that I would stop speaking. (laughs) I, I didn't stop speaking because he'd asked a question that was mine to answer. But eventually he sat back down. And when he did, I noticed that his tone had changed and he was listening to me intently. I was used to this type of behavior where I see a switch like that or the intimidation So I didn't really think much of it. 
But a couple weeks later, he pulled me aside and he asked if I remembered that day. I did. I mean, even though I'm used to it happening, it doesn't mean I'm not going to remember it. I've just learned how to succeed through it. But he explained that he had incorrectly assumed I was the administrative assistant. And he was frustrated that I kept inserting my opinions on site logistics. He said it wasn't until he heard me say, I'll have my guys place the gate on the south side, that he realized I was his superintendent. The words, I'll have my guys. I'll have my guys. That's four words. Four words made him understand I was his project superintendent. Unconscious bias gets us all in trouble. But that day, simply starting the meeting with introductions that included titles could have avoided the entire scenario. I tell you that story to remind you that sometimes it's the little things that can flip the switch to change an adversarial relationship into a well-working machine. If you know someone that could benefit from this particular episode, then share it with them. Or if you want to continue to learn about the untapped and underutilized resources that will take your business to the next level, then follow the podcast. You don't want to miss an episode where we discuss what you needed to hear. And lastly, there is a link in the show notes that will allow you to reach out to me directly if you want to accelerate that learning curve. Thanks for listening. Talk soon. Talk soon.